Blog Talk Radio. Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. This is uh, the the Nepalese meditation bowl is chiming, and uh, that means that it is time for the Art of the CEO, the show for people who enjoy the challenge of business and who want to do it a little better. How do you do on your April Fool's Day? I am your host, aptly Bart Jackson. And whether you are a New York attorney struggling to build a grassroots culture in his law firm, or that really bright marketing maven who just cannot seem to get her ideas listened to, we are here to bring you sage counsel from business masters and help you with your career and business. Um, Today's episode is titled... Uh, appropriately, April's Foolish Business Myths. And yes, that's right, we are going to unveil the myths, those commonly held bits of business wisdom that everybody must follow uh, and that may or may not hold some kernels of actual truth and benefit for you. Today, we welcome each of our listeners to call in and share some bit of business wisdom or unload a myth that you'd like to unmask, just call in to our Art of the CEO show by dialing 347-850-1785. Again, that's 347-850-1785. Please hang on. We'll get to as many of you as you can as we can. But before we harvest and tease apart and digest all the myths and misses of business, let's take a few moments to supply everybody out there with a few utensils for the Feast of Wisdom we're about to uh, enjoy. First, as I always do, allow me to remind each of you individuals hearing my voice that the good Lord has gifted you with the title and privileges of Chief Executive Officer of yourself. That's the most important important corporate body in your life. So, will today be the day that you fill your promise and fulfill your promise and get stern and serious, or will you gallivant your way through the pathway to success, spreading a little joy and laughter? The choice, my friends, is truly yours. Secondly, it is time to dip into a little laughter and take a scriptural recitation from 101 Best Business Quips. So let's go through the book here. Okay. Oh, oh, okay. This is 85. Perfect for uh, this particular April Fool. There are two kinds of a fool. One says, this is old, therefore it's good. The other one says, this is new, therefore it's better. <laughs> As an afterthought. I invite you to take a look at the various methods of operation that you have around your firm and, uh, frankly, your own life. Even if it ain't broke, a little fixing might just make it a little better and bring a few more smiles into your life. By the way, uh, a lot of people have been asking about the Nepalese meditation bowl that we have at this, at the start of the show that enters us in. This was something that I picked up after we descended from Tibet. We're climbing on Everest, and and my wife and I came down into Nepal, and we picked this up before we went off on our way to Annapurna. And we were given it by uh, a monk there, and... It holds a great deal of sentimental value for us because it helped me think a little better 
and a little more clearly under his direction. And we just hope it'll do the same for you. Anyway, moving on here to our down our utensils list, let's go to the third utensil, and probably today we should call this the fool's fork. We're going to give you the answers to last week's business quotation. Uh, today, before we leave the air, we will broadcast another quotation. We invite you to email us uh, the name of the author. Just simply write uh, the name whom you think it is, the, the quotation is best you remember it, and send that email that off to info at bartsbooks.com. That's I-N-F-O at B-A-R-T-S-B-O-O-K-S dot com. And if you're right, we'll announce your name on the air. The author of last week's quote, that is the individual who said, we have always known that heedless self-interest is bad morals. Now we are seeing that it's bad economics. That particular wise uh, individual was spoken by the hard-fighting Dutchman President Franklin Delano Roosevelt back in 1934. Yeah, boy, it's amazing how some things never, ever change, alas. Anyway, let us move on uh, to the mainstream of this evening's symposium. Let us dig into today's feast and take a little look at some of the myths, those pieces of common knowledge which are not quite always as they sound and not quite as valid as all the pundits and authorities make them sound. So as we ease into our myth situations, let us, as the canoeists say, go right from the source to the mouth. You, my dear listeners... Uh, everyone here within the sound of my voice, uh, myself included, are poor victims of America's exquisite propaganda culture. Uh, and by that I mean we have a method of moving and persuading the public in a way that would turn um, Nazi propagandist Joseph Goebbels green with envy. Every day, you, we people in America are, are subjected to more than 3,000 messages each trying to tell you how to spend or vote or believe uh, and be persuaded according to someone else's plan. And it may be as simple as the brand name on a ketchup bottle, or it may be as complex as some carefully crafted economic report subtly designed to make you believe that all the world is going to Hades just so the author uh, can make it appear as if the party in power, that's the guy on the other side of the aisle is doing just a terrible, terrible job of things. <laughs> anyway, we see it all the time, and I just add to you, beware, you are assaulted. And the one key I could, can offer you to all of this is something my wife's husband always says, and that is that the key to wisdom is to never consider the source. By that I mean it's not the teller, it's the content. The uh, the popularity or wealth of the author do not make something true for you. The idea is not any more valid or more useful for you just because it comes from Steve Jobs, Alexander the Great, or the Buddha. Um, and you alone can weigh your options. By the way, if you have a bit of wisdom we uh, or a funny April Fool's quote, call us in today at 347 1785 Three four seven eight five zero seventeen eighty five. Give us your thoughts, and we'll give. If you're one of the first three, we'll give you a copy for free of 101 best business quips to chuckle through. 
One of our first myths is uh, that of the powerful leader. So let's start unraveling things from the top. Who makes the most effective leader? Well, son, everybody knows that. You've got to be a powerful person, somebody everyone looks up to, the real man who sucks all the oxygen out of the room. If you want a Caesar, you've got to be like Julius, and of course you've got to be ruthless to boot. Well, that's, that's what I keep hearing. But you know, friends, I read a book of late about an itinerant Galilean preacher who was absolutely none of that. He was a soft-spoken, kindly soul, who was humble beyond belief. And today, Jesus of Nazareth holds more followers than the ruthless, towering, powerful Genghis Khan could ever hope to. Uh, we could also mention about the Nazarene's excellent uh, marketing value and the exquisite content of his message, but we'll go on. But the, the real solution here is that everybody has the ability to lead effectively. As assistant to Bill Clinton, Mark Duran puts it, go with your DNA. Your strength may be that you're a charming, likable son of a gun who, who isn't the brightest pencil in the room, but you really have the ability to get everybody to agree with them, the Ronald Reagan style. You may be a flamboyant loudmouth, but uh, like Jack Welsh, you also have the best management and financial solutions. Or maybe like Winston Churchill or Adolf Hitler, you're only a fair strategist, but boy, do you have a compelling power of speech. You can move anybody. Leaders run the gamut. You've got what it takes. Find your strength. I just pass that on to you. Um, and while we're at it, uh, let's turn to myth number two. This one is, is absolutely everywhere. Um, the, the speed is power. We, we admire quick decision makers in this, in this uh, corporation. We want people who know how to do things fast, who move fast, who are decisive and hardworking and get, it, and get everything done quick, quick, quick. Time is money. Well, it is and it isn't. The difference between speed and haste uh, is a very fine line. I always remember listening to some of the smartest people and some of the best businessmen I've ever known. Uh, Eric Schmidt, who's head of Google, does this, and um, William F. Buckley used to do it. They would speak fairly slowly, and they would have that habit of holding out the end of the last syllable because they were thinking. They were concentrating on what they were doing. It's all right to set yourself apart a bit and say, I'm going to pull back and concentrate. Because the, in the end, ladies and gentlemen, the goal is to have the best idea, not the quickest. And a little key, I can guarantee you, the person who comes up with the quickest uh, answer at a meeting, that is the one who has the first solution to a challenge, that, my friends, is the one who is never never listen to. So is it truth that you want to have, uh, be able to have a little have speed? Absolutely. The faster you can make a decision or gain a consensus, good for you. But thought is much more important, and that takes time. So true. So we'll call that one true and false. Myth number three. Uh, this this one really annoys me. The blessed busyness. We're sort of in the speed mode here. So and. It is uh, being frantically and always busy has become 
a sort of a moral imperative in our society. You, you pick up the phone, you call somebody, how's it going, Joe? Busy, busy, as if he's justifying his existence by showing you that he's up to his eyeballs in sweat. And I'm, he must be doing something important. He's, he's working like heck. True or false? The busy people are the ones who, who rule. Well, I like what Mike Griffith, head of uh, three huge biopharmaceutical companies that he's launched, always says, you know, if you just, uh, I have a lot of time, and I spend it thinking, and I spend it recreating. And that seems, and that is my life. I enjoy it. Top CEO advisor Bill Kraut will sit back in his easy chair and speak unhurriedly. Now, he may have, Bill may have a cell phone, but I've never even seen it. Bard, he says to me, real CEOs have hobbies, not because they need them, but because they have time for them. They come to the office, they know what they need to do, and they do it. And there's the key. And they have an end to their business day. So, ladies and gentlemen, a quill pen moment. Do not let your machines tell you how busy you should be. Let your tasks and your life dictate the speed of how you move. You are, after all, CEO of yourself. And if you want to be a person who is strong and making the right decisions, you don't need to be busy. You need to be, you need to do what is, what is best for you. And we'll move into one more myth here, I think. We have time for one more before our break, and that is that uh, everybody is getting rich, and they're getting rich in a month. Uh, this is one that, that is fed to us by our business media. They want you to feel that everybody has just started on some business, and the success goes to those who demonstrate gumption, cleverness, and hard work. And they're, ever, they're all getting rich in just one month after doing it. And what the heck is the matter with you? Well, the truth of it is, what they don't tell you is that for every entrepreneur who has a successful company, you know how many uh, businesses they have started before that have cratered? You know what the national average is on that, my friends? Four. That is, yes, this one is going fine. And it's four, and it has been this fifth business that is taking off has been developed through the other ones. It people are not getting rich in a month. This one is totally false. There are a few who start out something, and normally what they get is huge. They'll get huge website hits or huge orders, but the wealth, the revenue. Building of clients, the building of a brand, the becoming known. Friends, that takes time. Do not let the lure of technology fool you. So we bring I bring that one up to you. And as we move on now, uh, we'll be coming back to our April foolishness. Uh, my, many would say we've never left. But it is, uh, I'd like to take a brief break, if I may, a mid-show. And... Uh, Let's uh, take a brief uh, sorbet from our feast and allow me to introduce to you the company by whose good graces we are here today. That firm is Prometheus Publishing. They are the creator of Bart's Books Ultimate Business Guides, and you may visit uh, www.bartsbooks.com. 
That's B-A-R-T-S-B-O-O-K-S.com and explore a wide wealth of excellent business tools. Uh, and one of the business tools on April 1st that you might really want to find if you aren't one of our first three callers, you may get your own uh, copy of 101 Best Business Quips that you hear me reading all the time. Uh, you can pick up a copy at bartsbooks.com. You can also subscribe to Bart's Books uh, Quips and get get uh, a nice, a fresh new quip uh, and a little thought to ponder a small business insight every week sent to your door. So you get a little laughter, a little thought, uh, and it's all for free. How tough can that be? Also, if uh, may I recommend you're taking a look at The Art of the CEO, which is the book that launched this radio show. I think you'll enjoy that. There's a lot of excellent uh, advice from some people who really know what they're talking about. And uh, you don't meet people who know what they're talking about, uh, uh, by and large. Sadly, this, I, we, this is April Fool's Day. My friend, most of what you hear is just chatter and talk. This is why uh, you have to really get the wise people. You uh, have to be able to discern who are the wise people in your life. I just pass that on to you. <laughs> I'm getting a little punchy, but that's uh, that's because, as my wife puts it, uh, the man the man who runs this show isn't the brightest in the world. Anyway, uh, myth number five. Uh, this is a this is an interesting one. Uh, treat your people well. And you'll get the best work out of them. True or false? Well, on this one, I'm going to have to say yes and no. Because it really all depends what each worker is bringing to the table. And it depends on what you are asking them to do. Let's get real honest here. The slaves who picked cotton or worked in the mines worked a heck of a lot harder because it was a man with a whip standing there about to lash them if they didn't work hard. They would never have worked that hard on their own if they were not inspired. Why? Because the work they were asked to do was pick this up and put this over there. Simple things like this. And so i got to tell you, carrots and sticks do work in some in those situations. Let's not get ourselves on the end. The other thing, uh, however... Uh, the hands work best when they're forced by fear or greed or promise of salvation. That's true. But the mind works best when it's free. And so if you do treat your people well, you put them in an environment where thinking is not only appreciated and encouraged, it is also possible and available. If you can do that, then you'll do uh then you're going to have free minds then you'll have innovation and then instead of picking cotton like a dumb slave you may find that one of your team has come up with a cotton gin that makes the whole business work 20 times faster so uh treat your people well i would say that's the way to bet does it always work uh it depends what can i tell you Oh, this is fun. This is fun. We're having a great time here. Um, and now let's, uh, I think it's about time we picked on advertising and marketing a little bit. They're, they're, they're open for a few pot shots. Uh, 
All right. And now here is the great market share myth. And this is uh, this your success is it, this companies now judge their success by the percentage of quote the market that they get oh our our market share moved from 23 to 30% this quarter we're really moving fast well that's is that true is it not true on this one i'm going to say yes and a little yes and a lot of no the little yes is certainly if you um, have a group of clients, uh, if you have 100 clients and you've sold uh, 30 of them, where last month you only sold 23, yes, you're doing fine. But the terrible mistake in this, the, the myth here, is that the market is a pie, is that it's fixed. I'd like to tell you about a company called Sleep Innovations. They make foam mattresses. It's the style of the Thermopedic, and you you know you know what I'm talking about. Okay, they make foam mattresses, but they said no. We are not in the mattress business. We are in the foam production business. So what they did was they were had a they had cornered about as much of the mattress the foam mattress business as they could have done. But then they said, but this isn't really everything there is. We sell foam. So they started finding new uses for the foam. Now if you go out in a boat and rest your your cozy little butt on a chair, it's very possible that you will have a Sleep Innovations foam seat that you're resting on. Benches, because it's a, anything where you want a waterproof foam. They use uh, benches outside um, sports arenas. It, they are all over. Why? Because they didn't view the market share as a pie. And this is something that I think uh, all of us should be very, very much aware of. The market share is not uh, fixed. There is no fixed market out there. That is the myth. The market is anything you've got that might be useful to anybody in any way. I'd like to say that again. The market is anything you have that might be useful to anybody in any way. That's, my goodness, we have two quill pen moments. I think that one should be jotted down by anyone who is in procurement or uh, who is in marketing. Nonetheless, uh, it's uh, just a thought coming out from the Art of the CEO radio show coming to you on Tuesdays and allowing you to help have the world of business a little better for yourself, a little more satisfaction. Now we're going to come to one of my favorites. People must think I'm a real Luddite when I say this, but this is the myth that uh, is somewhat deals with technology, but it's, it's, it, it goes beyond that. The myth is that wider or more is better. Um, the more contacts you make, the more followers, the more e-blasted victims you are able to slather your message upon, the greater your company will grow. The more resumes you send out online, the more jobs you'll get. We're, we're really seduced into this one by uh, business media, by technology. Business media brags about uh, a company's successful followers. Social media touts its clout scores as if they actually really meant something. I've talked to one CEO 
who has the enviable status of 80,000 individuals coming to his web store this past month. And do you know how many sales he got? Not one. Not one, ladies and gentlemen. So, why is wider better? Maybe this man, this CEO, whom I like very much, but I, I, uh, maybe he should be looking at what's in his net. Maybe he should be going deeper into individual clients. Uh, I don't know, but I, you know, I just I, I feel that we mask the reality of all this uh, reach casting the wide net and and then pulling up absolutely no fish whatsoever. We mask this in reality we call branding. You know, you have to have everybody know your name. But the truth is that fussing, all this fussing with branding and getting your branding right is a little bit like getting all dressed up for a date who will never show. So, is it true? Well, yes, of casting the wide net may help some folks. And in the case of technology, it's free. But uh, with all this hoopla of reaching wide, if you're looking for a job, have you actually gone to a company and talked to its people? If you are trying to get more clients, have you actually picked up the phone, called your clients, find out what you'd like and find out what others may like? You know, just a thought. I pass it on. And I think we have time for uh, one more quickly, and that is that I uh, will leave you with this this final myth that I that I as a business person, my fate is prescribed. I am just a pawn against the players. And is this true? Well, yes and no. Yes, there are major players who, with unseen hands, create wars and recessions and bulldoze our thoughts into certain directions. The Rothschilds and Krupp families and a small coterie of U.S. military contractors have indeed engineered wars. Giant investors the size of Goldman Sachs and the IMF have rigged the market. And God from his own heavenly throne, depending on your theology, did create the Dust Bowl that created the Depression. But amidst all of these, two gentlemen in a garage found an apple during this... Uh, while they were being, while the world was being manipulated, two more founded Google, and a lovely cranberry couple in New Jersey burst uh, onto the the town market with a thriving Gill and Burt's ice cream stand. So yes, the big players are pushing you with their goals, but no, uh, in most cases, their desires do not conflict with your plans. There's still room for you to be that rugged individual. Uh, there's one more I want to talk about, about do we need, is, must business grow or die? I'm afraid we don't have time for that one, but I will, I'm going to say uh, no, but conditionally. <laughs> and uh, so as we round out the show, let me leave you with today's business quotation. Uh, and it is, I love this. It says, this opera reminds me of my tax audit. It was in a language I didn't understand, and it ended in tragedy. <laughs> So, uh, as a hint, uh, the uh, for the authors, as a hint as to who the authors are, this pair is really for the birds, the two of them. So, remember, if you know the author of these quotes, and you uh, just write down the quote as best you remember it, add in the author's name, and send that off to info at bartsbooks.com, and if you 
If you're a winner, we'll read your name on the air. So don't forget to sign it. And finally, as a parting shot, in the words of my wife's husband, if your goals seem very foolish to others and just a little scary to you, you're probably on the right track. Ladies and gentlemen, it has been a privilege. I thank you. Good afternoon.